0: Good Wednesday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller. Welcome to the I Love Seaville show. Thank you kindly for joining us. A lot to cover on today's show. In fact, if you look at the screen now, you'll see the headlines we'll cover. Tell your friends, tell your family, spread the gospel of the I Love Seaville network. Please, we work hard for you. Only thing we ask in return is you like and share the show, participate in the discussion, and spread the gospel. The show is presented today by Scott um, Scott Wagner. of of Scott Wagner Integrated Medicine. Dr. Wagner has your back. He is changing people's lives at his clinic, Scott Wagner of Scott Wagner Integrated Medicine. We'll talk Planning Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg here in a matter of moments. Commissioner Stolzenberg, in the um, crossfire for his social media usage, Commissioner Stolzenberg, I I enjoy seeing him around town. I would characterize and, and quantify him as a friend. Um, he was extremely critical of Tomas Thomas Rahal, um, the owner of Quality Pie, who first started gaining notoriety in restaurant circles um, at Mas Tapas. Um, his vision, Mas Tapas, um, now the um, owner of the beloved Quality Pie in Belmont, which is located in the former Spudnuts location. Commissioner Stolzenberg, who is often on Twitter? I'd say that's safe to say, Rory, that you utilize Twitter quite a bit. Um, and he tweets about a number of topics on Twitter. He tweets zoning. He tweets housing. He tweets comings and goings that he sees firsthand in this area. He tweets about a a carless experience living on Water Street. He um, just tweets about a variety of topics. He's an incredibly active Twitter user. He's also quite snarky on, on on Twitter, Commissioner Stolzenberg. I'd say that's fair, Rory, that you have a little snark with your tweets. I, I appreciate the snark, Rory. Um, and one of his tweets has attracted Commissioner Stolzenberg of the Planning Commission in the city of Charlottesville some attention media um, in particular, from the newspaper, the Daily Progress, and the Progress has been doing a good job churning out fresh copy. Daily Progress has been doing a real good job getting me to read this publication online. I spent a long period of time not reading you guys, but but you know, Alice Berry, Sydney Schuler, um, others on this team have been doing a good job. Hal Spencer of publishing content that is. Um, readable and, and, and shareable and, and, and knowledgeable. This particular headline you can find online at dailyprogress.com. The headline reads, Charlottesville business owner raises concerns after city official targets business. It's about Planning Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg. And it's about Quality Pie, the restaurant that is in the uh, Belmont location of um, where Spud Nuts used to be. And on February 16th, Planning Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg um, published a tweet that was, I would say, lambasting, critical, um, aggressive, on the cusp of unfair, about Thomas Rahal and Quality Pie. Now, I'll give you the backstory in the background before we weave Judah Wickhauer into the mix. Um, Thomas Rahal um, was part of a group of people who tried to prevent um, an affordable housing project for um, folks with intellectual disabilities um, to become a reality. Uh, now, Thomas Rahal has indicated on the record he's not afford- he's not opposed to affordable housing for people with intellectual disabilities, he's indicated on the record that he was opposed to this specific spot in Belmont for this project, the rezoning of Hinton Avenue Methodist Church. Okay, jump in. Judah Wickhauer, jump in. Jump in, please. Jump in. <clears throat>
1: I mean, just looking through the uh, through the article, it looks like he had a problem with the he had a problem with the, the decision to rezone without any uh, without any oversight or without any uh, comment commentary.
0: He he his issue. The quote in the newspaper: "Nobody was objecting to building residences for people with intellectual handicaps. What we were against was making the neighborhood vulnerable to exploitation by unsavory developers." Everyone dropped their objection to it, myself included. Um, So Judah makes good points there. Um, Commissioner Stolzenberg then tweets on February 16th, if you sue to stop affordable housing for people with intellectual disabilities, you do not get city subsidies. Sorry, I do not make the rules. This tweet has forced the chair of the planning commission to release a statement this tweet has forced the mayor of Charlottesville City Council, Lloyd Snook, to issue a statement as well. And this tweet right now is smack dab in the middle of the news cycle with, I, I, I would have thought that the newspaper could have picked a more flattering photo of Rory Stolzenberg than the one they chose with him and his Lumen shirt on.
1: Maybe and, they and, didn't and feel eyes he were,
0: bulging here.
1: Maybe they didn't feel he was deserving of a more flattering photo.
0: Right, wow, well, oh, Judah, Judah's throwing shade over here. Judah throwing shade. Um, all right, why don't we why don't we get into it? Was Commissioner Stolzenberg out of line? Put a two shot on screen, put the headline on the mm-hmm. lower third. Viewers and listeners Was the planning commissioner out of line when he made the comment, if you sue to stop affordable housing for people with intellectual disabilities, you don't get city subsidies, sorry I don't make the rules. A tweet Stolzenberg published in February, which, as the Daily Progress highlighted, attracted a lot of engagement and even elicited, Stolzenberg didn't do this, but some of the folks that responded, a boycott of Quality Pie. Judah, you're live and in charge. Was the commissioner out of line here?
1: Yeah, I think he was out of line. He comes across I mean he I I really like Roy He's as you stated he's been on the show. He's a smart guy. I like uh um you know, I like the fact that he's uh he's he's a part of the uh, the planning council. Planning uh, commission. Planning commission, but um I don't know, he just comes across as uh, as arrogant and uh um looking down his nose at uh at a small business owner, for what appears to be uh, the wrong reason.
0: James Williams says, "Good morning from Seaville." On one of the fifteen Facebook pages, "Good morning Seaville from Hawaii." On one of the fifteen Facebook pages that uh, the show is airing on, he's in Hawaii watching us now. Good afternoon. I'm responding to him. It's not a good look for him. And and I'm going to also say this. I respect Rory. I don't see eye-to-eye with him on a lot of things housing and zoning related, in particular upzoning, and he is a huge proponent of the affordability that will come from upzoning. I just don't see that playing out in an affordable way. Um, However, I like that Stolzenberg is transparent and communicative on his Twitter account. I like that we get a sense of who he is through this social media platform. I like the content that he often is sharing, which leaves me thinking and digging a little deeper or wanting more. But this is not a good look for Rory. This is not a good look for him. It's not a good look for Lumen, the shirt that he's wearing that's all over the media right now, and an article that's being shared online. Um, it's, it's forced the planning commission chair to issue a response, it's forced Mayor Lloyd Snook to issue a response, and it really leads us to the crossroads of city officials and or elected officials, and what they can or cannot do in social media in 2023. Social media is ubiquitous. The previous mayor of Charlottesville, Nakia Walker, utilized social media for a a number of reasons. She utilized Facebook Live as her platform to get out what she wanted to because she did not trust the media. So she utilized Facebook Live herself to get what was on her mind out to to folks. Now, I know firsthand, and I've confirmed this firsthand by a number of people inside Charlottesville City Hall, when she was utilizing these Facebook Lives when she was the mayor of Charlottesville, a lot of folks were literally asking inside local Charlottesville government, why aren't we doing something to potentially muzzle or or restrict the stuff that she's saying because she's airing dirty laundry from Charlottesville government to her thousands of followers who are then making it go viral on social media. So there's this crossroads of what elected officials and city officials can do or cannot do online. Is this cause for Rory's removal from the Planning Commission? Does this justify enough cause to remove Rory Solzenberg from the Planning Commission in Charlottesville?
1: I wouldn't say so. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, always, always, I'm almost always completely and utterly against cancel culture, and I feel like... Uh but
0: is this past cancel culture? I mean, Tomas Rahal has said he basically asked people to help us go out of business. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much in a lot of ways what a city official did here.
1: Yeah, he made a pointed remark that uh, led to people making uh, assumptions, I guess, about, uh,
0: about quality pie and, and Rahal. City Council appoints members to the Planning Commission. Are Lloyd Snook, Brian Pinkston, Juan Diego Wade, Michael Payne, and newly minted counselor Leah Perrier having a conversation about removing Rory Stolzenberg from the Planning Commission, an office he has held since October of 2018?
1: Hmm. They may be, but uh, I don't know. Based on uh, based on Snook's comments in the article, it doesn't sound like it. Um. If they are, I mean, I think that should be up to them. It should be uh, an informed decision uh, based on based on their best their best judgment of the situation, rather than a bunch of us, you know, raising up our rocks and pitchforks um, the way may be happening to uh, Quality Pie because of the comment. And I'm just not
0: for that. No, I get that you're not for that, but I mean, we're in agreement that this is unprofessional behavior from the planning commissioner i think it's yeah i mean to the point where um mayor snook says i think it is unfortunate that solzenberg made reference to the rules when there aren't any actual rules to the point where um the the chair of the commission literally is having to issue statements to the media lyle sola yates um says that uh you know, any views expressed or actions taken by a member of the commission in any other forum or as a member of another board, commission, or task force shall be for all purposes considered the views or actions of such member as as an individual and should not be identified as such by that member. Um, Still, Sola Yates says, um, I hope you, uh, I'm sorry that you have to deal with this trouble from Stolzenberg. That's what he said in the article. Yeah. Does it worry you that Lloyd Snook, the mayor, is saying there's basically no rules whatsoever that's guiding what planning commissioners can and cannot say? Mm. The planning commissioners are in a lot of ways a, a, a huge driver of upzoning in the city of Charlottesville. So this is an incredibly influential body of city officials. They earn a nominal amount of money. As planning commissioners, I think it's somewhere between $500 and $1,000 a year, an extremely nominal amount of money. But the planning commission offers counsel for Charlottesville City Council on what to do with a lot of land use and zoning, housing, and real estate decision making. So here you have a guy who, Rory, I, you watch the program. We, res, we respect you. We often disagree with you. We, we undoubtedly see how intelligent you are. Um, we understand that you are a, 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 a person that's going to use social media like the rest of us. I in a, in an agreement with Judah that you went entirely too far with what you did with Tomas Rahal and Quality Pie. Um, for you to be a city official and for you to lambast private business like you've done is, is inexcusable. I mean, it's inexcusable and it's undoubtedly created more hardship for quality pie at a time when the Belmont Bridge is creating significant headwinds for this business. Such significant headwinds that there's been speculation that some of these, some of, that quality pie may not make it through the Belmont Bridge construction. Yeah, Okay. it's got another year to go. I mean, it's, it's got a, another year to go and makes you nostalgic of the Fry Springs Bridge next to Wayside and Dirty Nellies. That project... Um, in Fry Springs on Jefferson Park Avenue really damaged and had a serious impact on um, on on construction a serious impact on business in that area so i you know i don't like kicking a dog when it's down that's what he did he kicked the dog when he was down
1: and he- he kicked the dog for a reason that may not have even been valid.
0: Finish that thought.
1: Well, i i get where I get where Rory was coming from with his tweet, but it sounds like Rahal and the others were never against the particular. They weren't against. Uh, Rory is accusing them of. Suing to stop affordable housing for people with intellectual dis- disabilities, which is disingenuous, because that's not what happened.
0: It, it is and it is not. It is and it is not. Now, now who's splitting hairs? You hate it when I do this. He initially, among other people in the group, fought to keep this project from becoming a reality. That's true and fact. Okay. Then they changed their mind. And they're saying, in hindsight, our efforts to fight this project, which, frankly, just happens to be a project that was for affordable housing for people with disabilities. I mean, as great a project as you could possibly have. We need this kind of housing. Okay. He changed his mind along with the group and said in hindsight, after they were the group big time lambasted by the community for fighting this project, saying, hey, it's not that we have beef with getting housing for folks, affordable housing with folks with disabilities. The main effort we're trying to do is, try, is to try to keep development in Belmont in check. Which and is, then they went with that position in hindsight.
1: Are you sure? Yeah. I'm sure. It sounds like they have the exact same problem with with this that you have with upzoning.
0: Their problem is a NIMBY change mentality. That's what this group is doing here. It's a NIMBY change mentality. Okay, well, the article doesn't say anything about that. So. I'm, I know these people personally. Right. I, I speak to these people. So you're saying they just... Mo- did- I, I'm literally talking from interacting with people and not just reading an article. You All you're doing is reading an article and listening to what I say on the show and offering responses to what you read and what I say on, on this program. I literally break bread with these people.
1: Okay, so you're saying that Rory Solzenberg wasn't in the wrong.
0: I think Rory's tweet, if it was done just as Rory Stolzenberg, and if he was not a city official, it was just Rory Stolzenberg, the entrepreneur or the software developer, putting that tweet online, Rory has some justification for that tweet. What Tomas Rahal, who I've spent many a day, many an hour, many an afternoon, in a a hot tub with Tomas chatting about Charlottesville and getting to know Charlottesville from his perspective he's been here a lot longer than I am did you know Thomas Rahal has an affinity for old school uh, uh, Volvo station wagons All right, loves old school Volvo station wagons did you know Thomas Rahal has affinity for for uh, shooting the proverbial you know what while sitting in a hot tub with anyone who will listen holding court At the ACAC downtown? I do now. (laughs) Okay. So, like, I spend time with the people that we talk about on the show. And it's not just me reading from a newspaper or a news outlet. Here's my point. If this was just Rory Stolzenberg, the private citizen tweeting, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it. Because it wasn't a great look for Tomas Rahal. It was not a great look. But where I do have a problem with Rory is he is a city official. And there's this gray area or this nebulous area in 2023 where your tweets or your Facebook posts or your Instagram posts almost have, have to have a caveat that I'm publishing this content as a private citizen and not as a city official. That's why a lot of people on their Twitter their profiles or their social media profiles say, my posts, my tweets do not represent my professional position. It's me as a private citizen. And he did not do that. Do you think it would change the response? What's the, I don't understand that question.
1: People are threatening to uh, to boycott Quality Pie because of what uh,
0: what yeah, Rory think...
1: tweeted. And you think that people would not have responded that way if he said if he was not just, a city official? This is just my opinion.
0: I, th- I I think that if Rory was just a city official was just a private citizen and not a city official, he was just a but private. But that's not.
1: But that's not what you were just saying.
0: What I'm I'm going to answer your question. I think if Rory was just a private citizen and not a city official, Rory would have way less influence in this community. The reason Rory Solzenberg has influence or clout in this community is because he's on the planning commission. And Rory I'm sure he realizes this. He's been on the planning commission since 2018. That's the reason people read or listen or engage with Rory on social media. Because he's well, got the influence and clout of a planning commissioner. If he did not have the if he was not on the planning commission, he'd have 80% less influence in this community. And most folks would probably have just ignored the tweet and paid no attention to it whatsoever. But well, so, because he's on the planning commission, it went viral, and it's become news. Well,
1: so why, why did you say anything at all whatsoever about whether or not you have
0: on your, on your uh, profile? Because that's how people protect themselves. That's how people protect themselves by putting on their social media accounts, this was not... Tied to my business. This was me publishing stuff as a personal citizen, and I'm on. I'll go look. I follow. I check his account often. It literally says on his social, on his Twitter account. It says renewable energy tech by day, legalizing housing by night. Sometimes vice versa. Planning commission at Charlottesville City Hall. It literally has it. He identifies himself in the bio on his Twitter account as being a planning commissioner. And he makes no statement in this bio on his Twitter account where he's snarky, authentic, genuine, aggressive, insightful, entertaining. All these adjectives apply to Rory's content. I read it all, Rory. He makes no mention on his Twitter bio that these tweets do not represent me as a planning commissioner. Instead, they represent me solely as a private citizen. And because he didn't caveat that, he's getting essentially what comes with how he interacts on social media. Nakia Walker, if we had said, if Nakia Walker had done this on a Facebook Live when she was mayor, if she had gone after a business like Quality Pie and Thomas Rahal, like Stolzenberg have done, we would have lost our proverbial you-know-what. And you and I need to have the same levels of standard, Or accountability for Nakia Walker, as we do Rory Solzenberg. I would have raised the. I would have. I would have brought thunder and lightning down on this show if Nakia Walker had done this to a local business, especially one next to the Belmont Bridge. How? What percentage of his business did he anticipate he was down because of the Belmont Bridge?
1: Forty percent.
0: Forty percent. For something he can't even control. If Nakia Walker had done this about Thomas Rahal, I would have lost my you know what. You know I would have, right? Mm-hmm. You know me as well as anyone. Oh, yeah. We have to have the same standard here when it comes to Roy Solzenberg. We have to. And that's what we're doing. We're showing legitimate being fair here. And it, 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 I, I, I think this is a fair question, okay? Is this enough? to justify his removal from the planning commission. I mean, it's appointed by council. Going after private business impacts Charlottesville from a tax revenue standpoint. If he utilizes the influence he has, and the only reason he has influence is because he's on the planning commission if he utilizes that influence to attack a private business that means less potential tax revenue for the city what do you think viewers and listeners i mean that would be one of the challenges that would be one of the challenges that i would have you know with say board of supervisors almara county and this talk show I'd have that be a nuanced four year dance for me. A nuanced four year dance. And here's a follow up question. Here's a follow up question to, to my question about um, is this enough removal for him from the Planning Commission? Here's the follow up question. What Nakia Walker did was way worse. As Carol Thorpe's pointed out, Dr., uh, Vice Mayor Dr. Wes Bellamy lambasted and physically picketed Bella's restaurant when Douglas Muir, Douglas Muir and Bella's restaurant, they were a client of VMV brands of ours. We launched Bella's restaurant from an advertising, branding, and marketing standpoint. Douglas Muir and Justin Toff, the general manager, and Bella Valeria, Douglas's wife, beautiful lady, came to us when Bella's opened and said, we want you to manage the brand, the social media, and all advertising for our West Main Street family-style Italian restaurant. And we did it for a year, and they crushed it. Do you guys remember the beginning of Bella's restaurant on West Main Street? Lines were out the door. It was the toast and talk of town. The food was damn good. Then Douglas Muir, while working for the University of Virginia... I believe as adjunct faculty, while owning Bella's restaurant and while owning an investment vehicle business where essentially it was like a PE firm or a family fund, he made comments on social media about the Black Lives Matter movement. And Douglas Muir trivialized and marginalized the Black Lives Matter movement. And that one comment from Douglas Muir, the owner of Bella's Restaurant, about the Black Lives Matter movement, a a terrible comment, a terrible comment from a humanity standpoint, a terrible comment from a golden rule standpoint, and a terrible comment from a businessman or basic common sense standpoint. That one comment inspired Dr. Wes Bellamy to lead a multi-day protest with picket signs Outside the restaurant on West Main Street, and that Black Lives Matter comment still to this day haunts Douglas Muir from a search engine optimization standpoint and a Google history standpoint when his name comes up on search. It undoubtedly led to the downfall of Bella's restaurant, and we were asking during that time, should the vice mayor West Bellamy, Dr. West Bellamy, be picketing and protesting a private business? Remember? Okay, so West Bellamy led a picket in a protest of a private business in Bellas. Nakia Walker and her Facebook Lives often would lambast small business. Now, Solzenberg is doing this. McChesney says, the mayor of McIntyre, this shows the bulldozer attitude of the whole Charlottesville city government. The upzoning is the new raising of neighborhoods. Does this show the bulldozer attitude of local government? Does this show... Bella's was awesome, Vanessa Parkhill. Lynn Snyder says she came in late. What did uh, the, the uh, tweet say? And make sure you're rotating those headlines on screen with the lower third so folks can see them. The Planning Commissioner, Rory Stolzenberg, said a tweet in February basically lambasting Thomas Rahal and the owner of Quality Pie and he tweeted if you sue to stop affordable housing for people with intellectual disabilities you don't get city subsidies sorry I don't make the rules and then after Rory published that tweet about Quality Pie a number of folks jumped in on the exchange on Twitter even one of uh, of the folks that jumped in on the exchange were, were calling for a boycott of Quality Pie Quality Pie was potentially looking for some subsidy from the city of Charlottesville because the Belmont Bridge project is crushing his business, the old Spudnuts location. And the conversation on today's show is, did the planning commissioner, was he out of line, should he be removed from planning commission in lambasting or attacking this private business? And it's so much to unpack because you've got the crossroads of social media and city official and what you can or cannot say. You got the crossroads of... Should your engagement with local government be held against you, even if it's an unpopular opinion, should that be held against you? You got the lack of clearly identifying yourself as a private citizen when utilizing your right for free speech. You got the mayor having to talk about this, the planning commissioner chair having to talk about this. You wonder if he'll be removed from commission. I don't think he will, because I think if he's removed from the commission and Nekayah Walker was able to keep her spot on council, then that right there is hypocrisy. Because what she did was way worse. What do you want to add? Your opinion, respected, and valued.
1: Um, it is a lot to unpack um, It's a bad look Yeah
0: And you empathize with someone Who can't who's, Whose business is barely making it f- Because of a bridge project Not tied to him yeah. Now you can make a legitimate argument That hey You knew the Belmont bridge project Was going to happen and you still chose to pursue this location for your concept. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look at the Lampo guys. The Lampo guys were smart. Yeah, they moved. They created a second location, a pickup spot, and a takeout spot in Ix Park because they knew the Belmont Bridge project was going to negatively impact their business and their standalone restaurant next to the Belmont Bridge. Yeah. So do we have empathy for quality pie? When they chose this location, knowing the Belmont Bridge Project was in the near future? Do we have empathy for Rory because he was just speaking what was on his mind with his right to free speech? Was one more right and one more wrong? How do the councillors handle this? Right? Good questions. I mean, what do you guys think? Carol Thorpe, Queen of Jack Jewett, where's the line? When then Vice Mayor West Bellamy Lamb Bassin physically picketed Bella's restaurant, most of Charlottesville shrugged. What do you make of that comment? Uh,
1: I mean, that is often the case we often talk about the 50 people on twitter who are uh <clears throat> who are critical of of anything you know police related and
0: uh
1: <clears throat> there is some question about how much that has affected uh affected the numbers of of officers on the force um i'm not sure it's had as much of an effect as some people think but uh but either way um You've got oftentimes a vocal, a very vocal minority that, uh, um, that decry some, uh, some great and horrific uh, uh, failure of justice. And uh, I think oftentimes the, the majority of
0: us just kind of shrug. Do we kind of shrug with Nakaya? What's that? Did we kind of shrug with Nakaya? Can we kind of Did we just shrug with Nakaya Walker and what she was doing? I don't remember it being that way. I remember a lot more than just shrugging. But
1: but it's not like people were... It's not like people were raising signs outside City Hall. Some folks did. About Nakaya? Yeah.
0: Especially after the poem. She was lamb... The credit cards... When she was legitimately offering gift cards to people to speak at council meeting, that was a major brouhaha. People speaking on the record during council meetings, lambasting the mayor for utilizing gift cards to pay people to speak. And people during council meetings undoubtedly lambasted Nakia Walker when she compared Charlottesville City to rape and male ejaculation. They went to the meetings and spoke on the record. Will folks use the same vigor with Rory Stolzenberg at planning commission meetings?
1: And will the great majority of people shrug? I'm sure people were disappointed in what Nakaya did. uh, But I'm also fairly sure that there were a lot of people that either didn't know or didn't care.
0: Uh, I, I... Disagree respectfully with that depiction of what happened. Really? Yeah. I the Nakia Walker comparison to Charlottesville rape and male ejaculation was glo- was national news.
1: That doesn't mean that the majority of people in Charlottesville were up in arms and
0: ready to
1: kick no, her out. No, of I say the
0: majority of people knew that it happened and were upset about it.
1: Okay, but that was that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about uh, whether or not. Whether or not something like uh, Rory Stolzenberg's tweet would have an effect on, uh, you know, uh, enough enough people choosing to no
0: longer go to Quality Pie to have an effect. Even if it's one person that that tweet impacts from going to Quality Pie, that's one too many for a city official to utilize his or her influence to keep even one person from going to a business. Okay. I mean, what do you guys think? Lynn Snyder, I'm sharing the article with you. I'll I'll share the article from the Daily Progress in the comments section of my personal Facebook page, the comments section of I Love Seville Facebook, the comments section of the I Love Seville Facebook group, and on other social media platforms. Um, Comments are coming in fast and furious. Juan Sarmiento, who's the lead technician um, with Charlottesville, and its um, vehicle infrastructure says, question, is censoring Stolzenberg a violation of his First Amendment rights if he is a public official? In my opinion, he was being extremely snarky and should have thought twice before tweeting. I, I think so, too. Who utilizes social media more for an elected official or city official more than Rory Stolzenberg? Neil Williamson, question for you. You're watching. Daily Progress, watching the program as we speak. The TV station down the street, the newsroom, watching the show. What city official or elected official uses social media to publish content more than Rory Stolzenberg today? It's not Brian Pinkston, not Michael Payne, not Lloyd Snook, not Juan Diego Wayne, not Leah Perrier. Not anyone on Charlottesville's Planning Commission, although Lyle, the chair, does use Twitter to publish a lot of content, but not nearly in as aggressive or snarky of a tone as Rory does. I can't think of anyone on the Board of Supervisors that utilizes social media at all. I can't think of anyone on the Planning Commission that's really utilizing social media in Almaro County. Certainly not social media for snarky, aggressive attacks. You can make a legitimate argument in Charlottesville City and in Almaro County, if you take all the people that work for Almaro County and all the people that work for Charlottesville City, all the elected officials in Almaro County and all the elected officials in Charlottesville City, Rory is the most prolific social media user. And maybe you could say that, of course that's the case. He's the youngest. Rory, are you still in your 20s? I think Rory's probably early 30s now. Are you late 20s, early 30s, Rory? He came to my previous house in Redfields with two members of his foodio team. We were brainstorming uh, some business opportunities. Did we play pool that day in the basement, Rory? We may have. Juan, that's a great question. Is censoring him a violation of his free speech? Yeah. Neil Williamson's on the feed sharing... Public figures and officials and, and, and what they can do or not say. James Watson, the king of orbit, watching the program. I lived in Belmont for nearly 20 years, and they talked about starting the bridge project for two decades with no sign of it actually happening. Multiple studies took place, meetings, and it never really seemed like it was going to happen. Almost like the photos in the corner that opened after about 15 years of coming soon with the window. He's basically saying that, like, the, the building of this bridge has been percolating for decades, we, it, it has gotten quite more traction of late, James, prior to this project starting. We knew it was going to materialize and become a reality to the point where the Lampo guys opened up a second place, what, a mile from their first place? Not even a mile? Because they knew that the bridge project was going to impact their business. I don't know. So what's the follow-up from this? Warrior AG on Twitter my problem is, who are you going to replace Rory with considering all the vacant positions within the city? It's a good question. I will say this, Warrior AG, that, um, that um, the planning commission would have no problem finding a replacement. Hunter Smith was on the planning commission. He quit midterm for some reason. He just either got too busy or it was too much work. And Rory replaced them. So finding people to serve on the planning commission is, is different than the other vacancies in City Hall in that the Planning Commission legitimately has, this, has significant influence and has some prestige and notoriety that comes with this role. So finding someone to fill this spot should Stolzenberg be um, asked to step down would not be difficult. Um, Dylan's rule on Twitter says this, the difference, Jerry and Judah, between Walker and Stolzenberg is that Walker is elected. An elected official has a lot more leeway. A planning commissioner is appointed. They should refrain from comments like this. Thoughts on that, Judah? It's a good take. You think? Yeah.
1: It's. Um, I think. Uh, I think we see this a lot in uh, in government, where uh, if you've got an elected official, uh, the people that. The people that uh, that chose them can, at the next election, not choose that person. Whereas with someone who is uh, that's a good take, good call, a- appointed, uh, you and I have no recourse in uh, in whether or not uh, Rory remains on the, you know, in the in the position that he's in.
0: And so we pick, we vote the people in office who then get to pick Rory. That's but I see your fair. point. I see your point. You're making mm-hmm. a good point. I don't want to get nitpicky with you. You make a good point there.
1: Yeah, and and that's a fair point as well. Um, but uh, but again, I think ultimately we have no recourse uh, uh, with with regards to to Rory and other people in positions like his. So it uh, you know, and I'm just I'm just um, answering your question about this guy's statement, and I think it's a it's a fair statement.
0: Well. It is a fair statement. Dylan's Rule, you've made the program better since you started watching on Twitter. I'm grateful for that. Neil, I'll ask you this question. I see Neil Williamson watching. Neil Williamson, for you, should Rory be removed from the planning commission because of these tweets? Because of this tweet? And I'll cut to the chase. If you really wanted to, you know, and, and, and I'm not trying... Maybe I'm choosing my words carefully here. If you thought this was snarky and aggressive, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what he's published on his Twitter account.
1: Oh, I know. I've, I've seen some of his stuff. and I, I you know, mean, snarky I,
0: and aggressive. And, I appreciate and sarcastic humor. and Snarky, aggressive, sarcastic, calling people out, including private citizens and private business. This is pretty much all over his Twitter account. Yeah. This is not specific to Quality Pie and Tomas Rahal. It's just Tomas Rahal and Quality Pie brought this to the attention of the chair of the Planning Commission. And because he brought this to the attention of the chair of the Planning Commission, and probably to the writer, uh, Alice Berry of the Daily Progress, it's become news. But if you really, if you scroll through Rory's Twitter account, you see this is the content that he publishes. This is not unique or a one-time scenario. This is literally the content he publishes on the reg, Do you think you should remove uh, Neil Williamson? Vanessa Parkhill, Queen of Earliesville. City officials should retain their right to speak freely as an individual citizen. When commenting on policy, they should be required to make it clear when it is their personal opinion. You know who does a really good job of that is Lonnie Murray, who watches this show. In fact, I should ask him what his take on this. Lonnie, are you watching now? Lonnie is a planning commissioner. Now, Morrow County. And he does a fantastic job of navigating the planning commissioner dance and the private citizen dance when posting on social media. He almost always caveats that this is him posting as a citizen, private, and not as his government planning commissioner position. What is your take on this, Lonnie, who I think is watching the program, what is your take on this, this whole topic, Lonnie Murray? Vanessa Parkhill says, that said, officials should also have the awareness to conduct themselves professionally when on their own own behalf or in the official capacity. Yeah, I mean. One would hope. One would hope. Best, Best case scenario. This is the best case scenario for this outcome. Best case scenario. Charlottesville government is humiliated again. The mayor has had to issue a public statement about this. The planning commission chair has had to issue a public statement about this. Rory undoubtedly has been embarrassed. He's wearing his, the business he wore. I, I believe this is who he works for in the shirt that they have on the Daily Progress in what is arguably one of the most unflattering photos you could potentially find of this human being. Rory, you're a handsome guy. This is not a good photo that they use for you. Would no. you say that's fair? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I mean, why the hell did they pick this photo here?
1: Because you choose the photo based on the tone of your article. Obviously.
0: Obviously, that was what was done. I mean, obviously, that was what was done. Hmm. A lot of comments. We'll get to some comments here. You want to put the lower third for the viewer and listener comments live on air there, J-Dubs? That'd be great. I think, oh, you have a set lower third there that you can reference, right? Hmm, I might. I think we saved it yesterday. Um, Kevin Higgins of Greenwood, Virginia. I think this boils down to doing the right responsible thing. That is for the Planning Commission to change policy and help a small local business during a project like the Belmont Bridge. That's disastrous to a business and they knew it. I cannot imagine being in a city meeting and not at least direct that policy review occur with constant communication to Lampone Quality pot. I think they're being communicated with what... The quality pie owner was looking for was a city subsidy. He was looking for money from the city to help offset revenue losses from a capital improvement project. That's what Tomas Rahal was looking for. Money from taxpayers to offset (coughs) revenue damage associated with the capital improvement project, the building of the Belmont Bridge. That's another question I should ask you, the viewer and listener. Should Charlottesville government have underwritten or subsidized or offered a lump sum pay to Lampo and Quality Pie and other businesses negatively impacted by the Belmont Bridge Project? And before you say yes, think about this. Remember McIntyre Plaza, Keith Woodard's development, where Seville Coffee is? There was construction outside McIntyre Plaza for an extended period of time, months if not longer. And the folks in McIntyre Plaza did not get subsidy or juice from Charlottesville City. Also, furthermore, remember the Fry Springs Bridge by Wayside Coffee and Dirty Nellies and Fry Springs Station and Bishop's Barbershop? Remember that? Those folks did not get subsidies from Charlottesville City, when they, built that project, when they built that bridge and pretty much spending in that area came to a screeching halt. So, so before we say Tomas Rahal should be, um, JPA Fastmart, Kevin Higgins, good stuff here. He says JPA Fastmart is within city limits. It is within city limits. The owner at the time said his parking was being taken away by the bridge project until very late in the process. The Fry Springs Bridge Project annihilated business at JPA Fast Mart, Wayside and Dirty Nellies. I would say it a much more aggressive clip than what Belmont Bridge has done to Quality Pie and Lampo. And They didn't get subsidies. Should they get subsidies? Do you think they should get subsidies, Judah? I do not think they should get subsidies.
1: You know, I don't know if
0: that's what uh, our city's funds are for. Neil Williamson says, the Rory, the Rory recall is not a decision for Neil Williamson, who is very snarky on Twitter. I like that, Neil. <laughs> he says, the Rory recall is a question for city council. We'll see. Is it a fair comparison to say Nakia Walker was not muzzled or asked to stop utilizing social media when she was the mayor? She was not... So they cannot ask Rory to do the same? Is that a fair comparison or is that apples and oranges? I kind of think it's apples and oranges. Because Nakaya was elected and Rory was appointed? Is that the sole reason? It's just, a,
1: I think, because it's a different... Because what Ro-
0: Nakaya did was way worse than what Rory did. We're in
1: agreement there, right? I mean, are you're, you're talking about city council?
0: Nakaya Walker and how she utilized social media when she was the mayor. I know. She felt, got no, re- no accountability. She was not punished in any capacity, not muzzled, not told to slow down, not told to get off social media. I know. Can Rory say, if this topic comes up, you didn't do this to Nikaya Walker, the mayor, you can't do it to me? Are you talking about city council? What? I don't understand what you're saying. I don't think anyone does. What are you saying? You're who is who is the one doing the? <clears throat> Obviously, Pinkston, Snook, Wade per year, and which is Payne. which is City Council, right? Yeah, they're the only ones that can do anything here. That's the question I asked. Yeah, they're the only ones. Can he say to Council, "You mm-hmm. Council didn't do didn't do anything to Nakaya when she was free speeching you can't do anything to me when I'm free-speeching. Or can Rory not have a justifiable, justifiable merit to use that line, that sentence, that leverage, because he's appointed and not elected? I
1: think maybe that's part of it. I think another part is that there's, just a, there's a different dynamic between uh, council and Rory and council and the mayor.
0: I'm not, I'm not, still not I think sure maybe they saying.
1: should have done that with Nakaya. But uh, I think it was fairly clear that most everyone was cowed by her uh, while, she was, while she had the, um, the mayorship.
0: There you go. We'll see. We'll follow it. <clears throat> Put the next uh, lower third on there. Um, this is a topic that I think is going to continue for, uh, for a little bit of time. What Seville City neighborhood do you think has the most potential or upside? Potential and upside in underachieving. There's a fine line between underachieving and potential and upside. What do you think? Which, if you had 450000 it's called call it an even half a million. Charlottesville City is expensive. If you had a half a million dollars and you were looking for ROI, not looking for quality of life, you're looking to make money by selling a house five or 10 years after you buy it, where are you going to get the most return on investment? Delta increase. You don't have we don't have to we can carry this conversation throughout many shows because it's a it's a, it's a broad topic.
1: I mean my first impulse is to say the rugby road area, but I'm uh, not as knowledgeable on uh, uh, the potential of rugby Siva roads City you, you're not gonna buy a
0: house for half a million dollars in rugby road. Okay. Well, if you got five hundred thousand dollars, go. you're gonna have to first pick a neighborhood that can fit your budget. It's not um, a home in Rugby Road or half a million dollars that you're gonna be able to buy. If you're at $500,000, you're likely at Tenth and Page, Star Hill, Fifeville, Johnson Village, Greenbrier, High Street, Hogwaller, Woolen Mills, a portion of Belmont, Fry Springs, JPA, the only neighborhoods I don't think you're going to be able to buy at $500,000 or less would be North Downtown and literally the one you identified, Rugby. All right. Um, I would say North Downtown, your starting points, 7, 8. Rugby, your starting points, probably 9 plus. I would also make the argument, what's the one off of Barracks Road, the Hilltop neighborhood? That's another one that's going to be nine, 900K plus for you to get in there. The one with the most upside and return on investment potential, if I had to buy right now and my budget was 500k, you might be in this precarious new cycle and dangerous new cycle environment be able to get two houses for $500,000 in Tenth and Page and in Fifeville. I think you might be able to get two houses in Tenth and Page or in Fifeville. I'll continue this discussion for future shows, but I think those two neighborhoods, especially with the gun gang and drug violence that are troubling these two neighborhoods, have the most upside and return on investment, especially if you don't have to deal with the short-term quality of life impact, safety, crime, and fear. If you don't have to deal with safety, crime, and fear... Because you're either land banking, you're holding it as an investment property, you're renting it out, but you're not living there. You're just looking for ROI. Tenth and page in Fifeville. Close second, I'll throw that High Street neighborhood and Hogwaller. I think both of them are primed to explode. I want to continue this discussion for future shows. Kevin Yancey says Fontaine or Fry Springs. Fontaine Avenue for ROI is what he's picking. Bill McChesney says Hogwaller or East Belmont. We'll continue this discussion on the program. Which neighborhoods in the city of Charlottesville are primed for the best ROI, either are the most have the most upside, the most potential, and it's a fine line between upside and potential and underachieving. That topic for future shows, and I got one other item I want to get out of the notebook today. Two other items out of the notebook. Katrina Colson, who's running for delegate, will join us on this program on Friday. Katrina Coulson is a city attorney for Charlottesville. She's the chairwoman of the Albemarle County School Board, and she's running to fill Sally Hudson's spot in a newly districted um, race for delegate. In that competition, Dave Norris, Bellamy Brown, and Deshaun Cooper. So Katrina Coulson, live on the show on Friday. And last thing, and we'll get to viewer and listener comments. Are you rotating those headers on there? No. That'd be great.
1: What do you, which one do you want now?
0: Well, I put the Katrina Carlson up there so people can see it. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Um, I like the new headlines. These lower thirds we're putting on screen on the two-shot. That way we keep you up to speed with what we're talking about. Look at the screen. That was good. That was introduced yesterday. Um, why don't we go to the, the last one, the cheese shop. I was walking on a Water Street on Monday, new cheese shop on Water Street, right across from the Water Street parking garage. It's a cheese board business. They sell cheese boards out of a Water Street storefront in the old uh, Warrior AG says the JPA UVA area. Oh, thank you. This is so nice from Dylan's rule on social media. He says, Judah, you will appreciate this. I cannot believe how good the shows have been in the past few weeks. This is seriously good, thoughtful, and intellectual discourse. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Look at, look at this out. You are, are you on Twitter? Don't be snarky on there. Don't be aggressive on there. Are you mm-hmm. going to put in your Twitter bio, these opinions don't reflect VMV brands and I Love Sevo?
1: If I was ever on Twitter, I might. Which, but, social, uh, which platform on- do
0: you use the most? I don't really use any of them. No, we're, we're in the business of social media. Like we monetize social media for ourselves and our clients I that once we're done stuff. here, the last thing we want to do is be on social media.
1: Yeah. I mean, I scroll through stuff, but, and I'm not, and I'm not very, uh, like, I don't want people, you're a lurker. You're a lurker. Yeah. I'm just not comfortable with random people having intimate knowledge of my, uh, of my life. It's just, uh, I find it a bit, uh, odd and off-putting. And I know not everybody is like that.
0: Um, Albert Graves says, she's from the Albemarle County Public School School Board. I'd like to know why my kid's bus is over 50 minutes late every morning. I'm responding. I will ask Katrina Coulson this question live on air. Albert Graves. That's a good tweet from Albert. Trace in Houston, Texas says, judah is one chill dude trace Thank he's you. a chill dude his chill personality and mentality perfectly complement my uh helter skelter thousand miles an hour circular reasoning very uh intense personality although a personality that very much gets things done uh, The cheese shop is a cheese board business. Their focus of their business is to sell cheese boards. It's based out of the storefront on Water Street with the green canopy that has the words on it, um, catering, have food, will travel. There used to be a catering business right next to the CVS. Anyway, a cheese board business. I want every business to be successful. Any small business that launches, I wish you nothing but success and happiness and decades of solvency and profitability. 80% of small businesses fail in their first three years. A cheese board business and a down economy. Thoughts?
1: I mean, uh, I'm assuming they've got uh, some understanding of the of the needs and um, and requirements of the community. I mean, you
0: can be straightforward. What? You can be straightforward.
1: I mean, I don't even know. I there's nothing to be straightforward about. I I hardly the don't. question
0: is this: Would you open a cheese board business in a down economy? I wouldn't. There we go.
1: If that's all the question is, okay. I mean,
0: why wouldn't you do that? What is your what is your take on the potential of a cheese board business on Water Street?
1: It seems odd to open a uh, a storefront for there we a, go. for a catering business. Especially in a uh, in a spot that's liable liable to be a lot more expensive than, you know, any other spot. And there you gonna, go. And if you're just doing catering, then um, do you need uh, do you need the visibility of uh, of a Water Street storefront?
0: There you go. There's the answer. Straightforward. It's a great take. I echo that take. You're opening up in one of the most expensive red districts out there. Yeah. And you sell cheese boards. I love cheese boards. I love cheese. You give me a sleeve of Ritz crackers and a block of Gouda cheese, and I will be purring like the Cheshire cat. I love Gouda. I love Brie. You're a Brie guy?
1: I'm a gouda guy. Yeah. Bree? I mean, it depends.
0: Scott Aaronworth, J Dubs has been a great job, has done a great job for a while. Thanks Thank for you. your input on the show. It's great input. Just it's 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 an odd fit. It's also an odd fit because another business that specializes in cheese Talking about Tillman's? Tillman's is literally directly behind yeah. this new business on Water Street. The new business on Water Street. Is called, I'm not throwing shade by any means. I'm not throwing shade. People interpret this as not being supportive. It's not being unsupportive. It's just having a frank conversation about stuff that's happening in our community. That's all it is. Um, so don't tell me I'm throwing shade. Say Cheese is a neon light in the window. It's in the storefront that has the green canopy. Half food will travel Catering and the lettering on the storefront, and the name of the business that owns um, the name of the business is Peck Boards, P-E-C-K Boards, Peck Boards. They do impeccable cheese and charcuterie boards delivered to your door. Peck Boards. Anywho, interesting spot. All right, closing thoughts. I think you had something that you found that didn't make the headlines of the show that I that I was intrigued by. Closing thoughts. Show shoot yours, Judah
1: Uh Just a little uh, interesting. Two uh, two new spots opening up in uh, in the Forum Hotel. Got a. Uh, this is the
0: UVA Hotel, right? Uh,
1: yeah, on the grounds of the UVA Darden School of Business. Uh, there's Birch and Bloom, a reimagined American steakhouse with. Regional farm to table fair uh, featuring select butcher cuts and seasonally driven cuisine sounds pretty good, and the good sport i don 't know if that 's going to have anything to do with uh, the sports bars you keep clamoring for, but it will be a neighborhood craft beer bar featuring a classic tavern fair featuring classic tavern fair and an impressive roster of local beers and curated cocktails which may be uh, the new spot for people that liked... Uh, um, I can't even remember the name. It's been so long since... Uh, uh, draft Tap Room? Yeah, Draft Tap Room was open. So anybody who enjoyed the Draft Tap Room, uh, I certainly did. I loved, uh, I loved all the choices. Um, this sounds like it might be a good uh, alternative.
0: Uh, the general manager of that hotel has reached out to me. I'm going to have a couple beverages with him, and we'll get some of the nitty-gritty on what appears to be some fantastic activity in the University of Virginia's um, planned hotel in that Charlottesville-Ivy-Albemarle corridor. So expect uh, some insight to me after that uh, rendezvous. Um, All right, that's today's show. Judah Wickower. Jerry Miller, Curtis Shaver. It's not. It's not better. It's Gouda. Gouda's so good. I love Gouda. Gouda's the best cheese. I love Gouda. The best. It's my favorite. I could eat a block of Gouda all by myself. You give me Ritz crackers and Gouda. Cheese is one of my three favorite foods.
1: Cheese is good, and it's. Uh, it's got the. Um uh, what's the word? It's, it's got the range to uh, keep you happy whether or not, uh, you know, it's not like you, you get stuck on cheddar for uh, the rest of your life. You've got so many different choices as the... Uh, as the um, You're saying there's cheese options. Yeah, as the Monty Python skit uh, clearly showed.
0: Um. <laughs> My three favorite foods are cheese... Bacon and donuts. And if someone can create... A cheese bacon donut? A donut with bacon crumbles on top. I believe they've got those. And cheese as the jelly inside the donut. Melted cheese in the donut with bacon sprinkles on top. Oh, I don't know if
1: there's a cheese that would be good for that.
0: That's all I would... I die a happy man. Thomas Rett, our wedding song, die a happy man. You give me a cheese bacon donut, I die a happy man. Lonnie Murray says, Age Gouda is one of my favorites. And Spencer Pushard says, million different ways to eat cheese. Spencer, that hat that you got for your, uh, for your business looks pretty sweet, my friend. The one with the leather pouch on the trucker hat. Looks dope, dude. And congrats on your, congrats on your success, uh, Spencer Pushard. I sincerely mean that. Uh, Lonnie Murray says, a good, is it Stilton? Might be my favorite, though. Stilton? Is that yeah. how you say the cheese? Yeah. Bill McChesney, have you ever had the Gouda from the Montessori and Western Almaro between Whitehall and Free Union? I have not. I would love to try that. The Montessori? <laughs> <clears throat> There's a monastery in Western Almorale between Whitehall and Free Union. I have not, Bill. Hmm. Did you know about this? I don't go to that side of Almorale that often. What is it? What do you mean? You want me to read the comment again? Yeah, have you ever had the Gouda from the monastery in Western Almorale between Whitehall and Free Union? Monastery. Well, we can look this up. Why don't we spotlight this business on tomorrow's show?
1: I'm trying to figure out what it is.
0: Yeah, i never heard of it either. All right, we got to get out of here. I got. Do you
1: mean monastery?
0: Yeah, that's what I said.
1: Uh, okay, no, you didn't. What did I say? You said Montessori.
0: I said monastery. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was a little bit of miscommunication. All right, close the show down here. We're we're spiraling. We're spiraling. We're spiraling. Judah Wickower, Jerry Miller, The I Love Seville Show. See you tomorrow at. Um, 12.30 p.m. Today Imanana is at 10.15 a.m. And friends, tell, your, uh, tell potential viewers and listeners of the show, Matt Daring says it's off Millingham near Free Union. And Lottie Murray says they have wheels of that monastery cheese. Monastery. That's what I said. They have wheels of that cheese, which they give to the winners of the Sugar Hollow Race. I need that cheese. Our
1: Lady of the Angels Monastery.
0: Yeah, I need that cheese. We should spotlight this monastery. Cheese making. Let's get these ladies on there. Like Sister Purchasing. Mary Jean and Sister Virginia and Sister, uh, Sister Louise. If Sister Mary Jean and Sister Virginia and Sister Juliana and Sister, Sister, Sister Louise came in here with wheels and blocks of Gouda cheese, I would give them whatever they wanted.
1: They've gotten online... I would uh, give
0: them whatever they want. We have an entire bar over here, Sister Virginia and Sister Juliana and Sister Louise and Sister Bertha. Would you like some Maker's Mark whiskey? <laughs> I will trade you some Maker's Mark whiskey. I have some Vitae spirits. I have some vodka. I have some, some rum. Would you like any of our adult spirits? And we'd trade you those adult spirits for a wheel of your Gouda cheese. You want it, too. Don't you?
1: Total number of two-pound wheels in this order. How many? You're ordering it? No. They've got an online order form that you can print
0: out. They, they sell don't... at Feast as well. Thank you, Matt Daring, the king of cycling. We've had the king of the environment, Lonnie Murray, the king of cycling, Matt Daring, and the king of electricity, electricity uh, electrician work, electrical work, Spencer Pushard, and we got Cully Baggett, the developer, all watching the program and talking about this monastery. It's off Shiflet's Mill Road. We gotta go. Bye, Judah. You can turn the show off now. Thank you for being you. So long, everybody.